everyone. My name is Rachel Moses and I am currently Multimedia Editor for Thorax BMG. And I'm joined here today on this podcast with Dr. Magnus Ekstrom, who is presenting and talking about his most recent publication entitled The Association of Body Mass Index, Weight Gain and Central Obesity with Activity-Related Breathlessness. And he's doing this on behalf of the Swedish Cardiopulmonary Bioimage Study Group. So, Magnus, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. A pleasure. So, I'd really like you to start by telling us where the idea for this research came from. Certainly. So, both obesity and breathlessness uh, are main factors in the population that impact people's health and well-being. So. If we start with obesity, it's, it's increased steeply in recent decades. As we know, uh, worldwide now over 650 million people are obese. And breathlessness, uh, maybe alongside pain, is a main symptom and cause of suffering in the population, uh, affecting as many as one in four of middle-aged or older individuals. So, um, these factors have a profound impact on individuals and society at large, but we actually know very little about the interplay between them. We know that obesity is related to much increased breathlessness, but we don't really know what causes it. And we also know that women actually report markedly more breathlessness in daily life than men do, and it's not really clear to us why. So that's, that's the background why we wanted to do this large study. And so what exactly did you look at in your study to, to investigate this or the reported feelings of breathlessness? Yes. So this is a large nationwide uh, population-based study in Sweden uh, comprising about 13,000 people, middle-aged people, uh, across six uh, different sites in the country. And um, among a lot of different assessments. They also answered a questionnaire on symptoms in daily life, such as when walking up a hill, how breathless they were. And what we found among these 13,000 people was that both obesity and female sex were strongly related to breathlessness in daily life. So among obese people, as many as 27% among women and 12% of men reported breathlessness affecting daily life. And the first thing we wanted to look at was whether this was actually related or caused by diseases that, for example, people with obesity had more heart disease or lung disease, but that did not seem to be the case. So largely instead it seems to be related to their lung function, that women on average have smaller lungs than men. So I would say that the main finding of the study is actually that with higher body mass index, which is a measure of how much you weigh, so when you gain weight, you become more breathless, but the group that becomes steeply more breathless is people with smaller lungs. They are really a risk group for this. And that's seen both among men and women. Um, and then the last finding, main finding we, we found was that um, if you have gained weight as an adult, for example, since you were 20 years old, that's strongly related also to increased breathlessness. Uh, we think that's because of lifestyle factors that you might 
have gained weight due to reduced activity or training and so on. So this was a big matched population study and mm. you had significant findings that related breathlessness um, independently with obesity and weight gain, particularly in adult life. Mm. Um, and the association, as you said, was much stronger for those individuals with lower lung volumes. Mm. So we know obesity is bad. We know that it contributes to a number you know, of health conditions. So what is the relevance of your findings from this study? So I think there are several implications of these findings. One is that actually people with smaller lungs, they are a risk group and more prone to, to develop, to become breathless. And I don't think that we physicians very often think about this. Uh, but I think that we should actually think about the amount of ventilatory reserve that people have. And if you have smaller lungs, then you will naturally have smaller reserves. So you will be more sensitive to, for example, adverse effects of smoking, other environmental exposures, or obesity, as shown in this study. That's one thing. And I think also that on a population level, breathlessness is just today this major symptom, and it's likely to increase, for example, due to increased obesity. So we will see more breathless people, which we will have to manage and study. So I suppose you could look, you could have a quick brief look at this paper and surmise that maybe what you're trying to say is if you're overweight or have a higher BMI from a younger age, you're going to be more unfit. Um, but actually what you're saying is you're more likely to be breathless because of the changes mm. that you've seen in the lung function. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So importantly, the interpretation here is not that if you're obese, you're unfit. That's not the case, of course not, because what we see is that you become more, you're more likely to become breathless in daily life because you carry around more weight. But then we are all individuals and some will, I mean, be very inactive and deconditioned and they will have a lot of breathlessness. And some people will be really well trained and they might still be breathless, but my guess is that their breathlessness is more like a healthy, normal breathlessness and, and quite different, but we don't know that yet. So, but that's what I think. Um, so you carry around more weight, you get more breathless, but the consequences of that likely differs on your level of activity, fitness and diseases conditions. Okay, I mean, this is really interesting and I think, you know, it certainly paves the way for further research, but what does that mm. research look like? Where do we go from here? So there's clearly a need for looking at breathlessness and the interaction and interplay with fitness and the amount of activity, physical activity and so on. That's a very interesting subject which hasn't really been uh, well studied so far. And also I think we need to characterize the, the type of breathlessness and the severity that people actually experience. Um, it's likely to differ depending on on um, what kind of conditions and, and so on that you have and that's likely to have different outcomes so that we can actually identify people that needs uh, follow-up or treatment yeah that's that was kind of going to bring me on to my final point of is clinicians um we're obviously saying 
more overweight people with more respiratory conditions and more comorbidities. So how can mm. we translate this research and evidence into clinical practice? What should we or could we be saying to our patients that present with breathlessness? So I think an important concept is that breathlessness, chronic breathlessness, relates to the balance between your need to breathe and your capacity to breathe. And the mismatch there um, is sensed as breathlessness, the symptom. And we need to do everything that we can to increase our capacity to train, to, to stay active and so on, and to treat any lung um, uh, disease or heart disease and so on as good as we can. And I think that we actually can also identify people in the population with smaller lungs that we need to counsel more carefully about, for example, smoking or other lifestyle factors that will decrease their future risk of developing this uh, very severe symptom. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think as clinicians, we've become really good at addressing alcohol and smoking and other lifestyle choices, but actually, um, you know, combating overweight or obesity um, there is still a lot of stigma and a lot of fear about approaching that with with patients that we see I think so I definitely especially because your research was in you know the younger population as well looking at those those younger adults I think um, it's really important and I think you've clearly identified um, a very important topic and subject area that we need to be mindful of. Yes and maybe an additional thing is that we we need to get better at separating what is a more normal level of breathlessness and what which kind of breathlessness indicates that there is an underlying problem that we need to evaluate and treat yeah well that's been great and thank you so much for summarizing your research it's been really helpful thanks a lot Thank you. So for the listeners that enjoyed that podcast, there is a hyperlink at the bottom of the page, which will take you directly to the publication. Many thanks for listening.